Well, Razorbacks fans, it was Dunk City there in Maui for the Razorback basketball team as they absolutely destroy Louisville. We'll talk about all the highlights from that, as well as getting to some of the updates from Sam Pittman for this upcoming game against Missouri and some of your voicemails that we'll listen back to as well. It's all coming up on today's Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 103.7thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCK to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more with Upside. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday as uh, we are having some good things going on with Razorback Sports right now. I almost don't want to jinx it because of how good things are going right now. But certainly uh, a lot of things to be excited about, especially from the weekend. And uh, Arkansas basketball, just incredible, incredible performance in their first game there in Maui, which it's kind of fun to have a game like yesterday where the tip was at 4 o'clock. And I, of course, my radio show ends at four o'clock. We had the IMG pregame start at three thirty, so I got the last thirty minutes off of the show. But I come to watch the game at my place, and I watch it, and it feels like it's so late. You know, it feels like it's like so late in the day, but then ends up being earlier. But anyways, it, I kind of like having it as a as an early afternoon game. Nobody else does. Nobody else would enjoy that part of it, especially home games. But still, it's kind of cool to have basketball, especially Razorback basketball, being in uh, kind of the early afternoon. So Arkansas could, uh, so a lot of people could at least be able to chance to see Arkansas play in this one. And man, oh man, did they show out? Just it, listen, Louisville's not a great team, and I'm not going to try to sit here and sugarcoat it because a lot of people were coming after me on Twitter yesterday because I was talking about how impressive it was to, to see that. And I'm like, man, you y'all better watch out for Arkansas now. Like, you better be afraid of them because of the way that they're doing it. But like, so you're like, ah, oh, well, you know, Louisville's not a very good team. They're, they haven't won a game. I'm like, I'm not saying that they're not like that. They just beat the number one team in the country. I'm not saying that. But when you watch them, when you watch them play, you see exactly what type of potential that this team has. You see the type of ceiling that they have. It's scary. It's stupid. And yesterday, they just put it to Louisville and Louisville had no answers. And I think one of the most impressive things about this is first off, Nick Smith, again, did not play in this game. Still don't know when he'll be back. I don't know if he may be back today against Creighton for all I know, uh, but still did not play in this game. Still going through his knee uh, precautionary measures and all that stuff. So don't know exactly when we'll see him, but in this game, it's like, okay, you knew you weren't going to have Nick Smith and you knew uh, kind of what you had right now. And Trevin Brazil, for instance, has been one of those key players that has been a guy that has brought it pretty much every single game, gotten into double digits, kind of a double-double machine. And honestly, in this game, you only had one point. He played less than 15 minutes, and he had one point. And so a lot of you probably would have gone into this saying, ooh, okay, well, if Nick Smith doesn't play and one of Arkansas's best players only has one point, the guy's been pretty consistent all year, it's going to be a struggle. Well, that was an 80-54. to 54. Arkansas won by 26 points in this game. And it was really all based on the performance of Anthony Black. Now, this is a guy that obviously is a McDonald's All-American, a bona fide five-star, 
a player that I think everybody has been excited to, to see once they get onto the court, just like all the five stars, and really get a chance to see what they're capable of. And Anthony Black hasn't really had any games where he's just lit up the scoreboard. Now he's had a lot of good stats and some good games, good defense and all that, but hasn't really put together a huge performance point total-wise. Well, that all went away yesterday because Anthony Black scored 26 points. He played nearly 35 minutes of action. He went 9 of 11 from the field, 3 of 5 from three-point land, 5 of 5 from the free-throw line. He also poured in three rebounds and had six assists and two steals. Like, that's – that it, you'd be hard-pressed to find many college basketball players, especially going up uh, into a place like the Maui Invitational and being able to put a performance like that on. And not only that, but – the fact that his defense is not something you can just have a written stat about and be able to circle and say just how good of defense he played, but the fact that his defense was really what was causing all sorts of problems for the perimeter, for the guards, for everybody there for Louisville. Uh, he, that 6'7 frame that he has in that wingspan, it's just extremely difficult for anybody to try to deal with that on the outside. You know, Most of these guards that are playing, point guards, whatever it may be, a lot of them may be about, you know, six, anywhere between six, two to six, four, maybe even six, five. And a lot of times they're going up against guys that are the similar height, you know, six, two, six, four, whatever it may be. So when they see Anthony black, it's almost like they see a unicorn. They're like, okay, this guy is not supposed, this is supposed to be like a forward. <laughs> you know, this is supposed to be a, a six, seven guy is supposed to be on my, my teammate over there. That's six, seven, six, eight, six foot seven guys, not supposed to be on me the entirety of the game like this. I'm not used to this. And when they see that, when they go up against it, they can scout it all day long, but when they have to go up against that, I think it's something that it's really hard for them to prepare for and really hard for them to get into the rhythm of their game because he alters it so much. He alters their entire thinking. He alters their entire way of how they go about, you know, driving or kicking out or dribbling, whatever it may be. He alters that simply by his presence. And that's why it's going to be such a problem for so many different teams to go up against this Arkansas team when Anthony Black's out there on the court. His offense is really good. I mean, some of the passes he made, that throw pass that he had over to uh, Ricky Council for a three was magnificent. It was it was an NBA caliber pass. So seeing just what he's able to do defensively and offensively is just something that is really exciting to see the direction it, he goes. But he had 26 points, Ricky Council. Uh, poured in 15 points as well. Mikel Mitchell, shout out to the Mitchell twins. Mikel Mitchell had 12 points in this game, four or five from the field. So he had a really good game. And also uh, Makai Mitchell had five points. So good to see them getting to get into the scoring action uh, there as well. Jalen Graham comes in off the bench. Only played six minutes, but got eight points. Uh, so that was a really uh, nice game out of him, uh, getting the most out of his time. And uh, let's see, Devo Davis didn't have a whole lot of points, only two points, but did have five assists. Uh, into the game as well. Uh, really good defense from him, too. He played 31 minutes, 32 minutes, essentially. Uh, only had two points and only had and five assists and one turnover, and that was his stat line. So that just shows you how much focus he had on the defensive side of the ball, too. But overall, the story that everyone was laughing about, and of course, when I put it into the caption there for this game, was it being Dunk City. Like dunk after dunk after dunk after dunk after dunk after dunk after dunk. And there was a point in time, and uh, shout out to Scotty Borwan for posting this picture. There was a time where Arkansas, of their seven 
uh, baskets that they made, seven straight baskets that they made in the second half. Six of them were dunks. They went dunk from Mitchell, dunk from Council, dunk from Mitchell, dunk from Mitchell, dunk from Black, layup from Black, dunk from Graham. Like, you don't see that very often. I can't remember a time where I've seen more dunks in a Razorback basketball game than what I saw yesterday. And from what I hear, it's a pretty high percentage shot dunks are. Uh, so, you know, good, good, uh, good option there to, to just keep dunking it. But athleticism, length, drive, energy, defense, <laughs> it's, it's something to behold. Now, we'll see what they do against Creighton today because Creighton is a really good basketball team. They're a team that is in the top 10, just like Arkansas. They're a team that has been historically good. And what's funny is Arkansas has only met twice against uh, Creighton back in 1933 and 1963. So haven't met them too often. But they're a good team that beat Texas Tech, who's another good team. So we'll get a little chance to see exactly uh, where Arkansas stacks against another top 10 team against Creighton and. uh of course, it'll be happening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time uh, here tonight. But I'm just telling you, if Arkansas is able to take care of business in this game and if they're able to beat Creighton, especially without Nick Smith playing, I'm not saying that it'll be shocking or surprise or some huge upset because, again, Arkansas is a top 10 team too. But I think most Razorback fans may be like me where you're kind of waiting on, all right, when does when can we really see what this team is about? Because people bring up that exhibition game against Texas, and I'm like, you know, First of all, I think Texas is just that stupid good. Like, they are really, really freaking good. So I think that's part of it. But also an exhibition game, I, I'm not looking at that as the measuring stick for Arkansas. I'm looking at this Maui Invitational to really see where they stack up. And if they go out and beat Creighton, they're going to have a chance to play for the Maui Invitational title and be able to bring that home. We'll see who they end up playing. But this will be, without a doubt, the toughest test that Arkansas has had so far this regular season. And if they pass this test, and if they keep playing defense at the way that they were playing it in Maui against Louisville, and if they're able to make good decisions with the basketball, I know they had a little bit too many turnovers, but when it comes to shot selection, like it's a little touch and go there in the beginning, shooting way too many threes. But once they started making them, once they started hitting those threes, opened up the inside game, had transition baskets, they speed up Creighton a little bit, get them out of rhythm, get them to have some turnovers too, and they win this game. Folks, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for me and so many of you not to truly, truly start getting over the top excited about this team. I know it's early. A lot of things can happen. A lot of things can change. But I always like to think that at this point in time of the season, especially with a bunch of newcomers, this is going to be the worst basketball you're going to see from this team because they're only going to get better. And if that's true with this team and they're only going to get better and the fact that their best player, Nick Smith, has yet to play, you would think as his team gets better, as Nick Smith gets back, and if they're looking as good as what they do right now, who's to say that this team can't win every game? Now, I'm not saying they'll go undefeated. Don't, I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying there's not going to be a single team out there that I am going to be scared of. There's not going to be a single team out there where I'm going to look at them and say, ooh, Arkansas, they don't have a good chance against that team at all. There's not going to be a single team out there. Not say that they're going to, listen, they're going to lose games. That's going to happen. But because of how good they look right now, because of how they'll only get better, and because Nick Smith is yet to play, whew, it's going to be so much fun. We'll see how they do against Creighton today. We'll find out. Maybe we'll get a little bit of an idea of what they look like a little bit more against a high-quality team. But we'll see how they do and see how they perform. But so far, so good. I really like what I'm seeing. I think everybody does. too. Wait, they have so many athletes. I've never seen a team with this many freak athletes. 
I can't remember any team that like if he had like one or two, it was incredible. But this team's got like five. The ninth best player on this team is Jalen Graham, who's an all Pac-12 player last year. Who like who else can say that? <laughs> Not many other teams, that's for sure. So, folks, I got to tell you about upside. Listen, inflation's killing us. Like we all know that. And with holiday season coming up, it's always a lot more expensive. We're going to be traveling a lot. We're going to be buying a lot of food at grocery stores to try to, you know, provide for the family on Thanksgiving, on Christmas, whatever it may be. You're trying to think of different ways to cut back. You know, maybe it's driving less or dining out less or buying less from the grocery store. But you don't want less, especially around this time of year. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone that buys grass, groceries, or dines out. And with Upsides, I don't have to cut back because I get cash back on every single purchase. So to get started, just download the free Upside app and use my promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, you can claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside, check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit card and debit card, and get paid. In comparison to credit card loyalty programs, you can earn up to three times more cash back just using Upside. So download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so continuing on with the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, I uh, do have some football news uh, to get to. Uh, Sam Pittman met with the media yesterday, and uh, there's a few just updates that I wouldn't say a lot of it's good news, unfortunately. Uh, not to say that it's like you know just absolutely horrendous news and everything's coming crumbling down, but uh, a few things, though, to clean up from what Sam Pittman had to say. First off, James Joyner, the running back, uh, out of Arkansas has officially announced his transfer intentions uh, via social media. He was a freshman this year. He was the number eight player out of the state of Arkansas. He's a running back uh, at a park view. And he just announced that uh, he was, he was going to be transferring out, which is kind of a shame. But at the same time, man, like I'm not saying that I want, I'm, I'm fine with any player leaving, but when it comes to James Joyner in that running back room, when you know, next year, Rocket Sanders is back. Dominic Johnson, maybe be back from healthy from health issues like AJ Green. We'll see what he does, but Rashad Debeni, you'll see what he does. But that is the most loaded position group where you're not going to get a whole lot of playing time if you're James Joyner. So him deciding to transfer out, I I totally understand and I totally get it. Uh, the weird thing about it though is that Sam Pittman said yesterday in his press conference, he said, "quote I have not talked to him." Jimmy Smith just walked into my office right before I came over here and showed me the tweet, so I've not had a chance to talk with him. Nor did he come talk with me. Um, See, I don't like that, and it's not that it matters, and not that James Joyner like needs my approval of anything, but I don't know. I always think that you should talk to the coaches before you post anything like that. Just talk to them. At least tell them that you're transferring. You know, like not saying you have to like you know go crazy and go all over the top and you know try to sit there and you know go through all these meetings and whatnot. If you want to transfer, you want to transfer, but I still think you at least owe it to your running back coach. Uh, to the head coach, to before you announce it, to where the whole world finds out that you're transferring. I don't know. I just that that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So, also uh, Sam Pittman talked about uh, how he says, "quote I got a lot of exit meetings coming up on Monday." You know, got you guys know us and everybody in the world. That'll be a blow up day. Now it's going to be the, the transfer portal. Who's coming back? You'll have seniors making decisions. It's going to be a lot of action. Y'all need to get some sleep on Sunday. There's going to be a lot of action going on. It's not just here. It's everywhere in the country. 
So that's something that I have been trying to tell and warn people about for a long time when it comes to the transfer portal is that everybody's hoping that, oh, well, everyone's going to stay here. And, you know, if anybody leaves, this is a big problem. All of the, oh, this is just coaches are losing the team. Stop that. It's none of that. It's just the way that college football is now. Now, of course, if Arkansas like lost KJ Jefferson to the transfer portal, okay, yeah, that's a time where to get you kind of get upset and like freaking out. But, you know, it's just the, everyone wants to play. And if they're not playing, they're going to leave. But honestly, the new element of this is because of NIL, not everything's going to be just about playing time. I mean, last year you had two starters on the, in the secondary who are going to start this year on the secondary and Joe Fouché and Greg Brooks leave for LSU. So could there be something like this this year? I hope not. I hope every starter for Arkansas is able to stay that's eligible to stay. I really do. Um, I, I'd like to see the continued development of that. And I'm sure Sam Pittman would like to see that as well. And I'm sure he's going to try to make sure that he's doing everything he can to keep people here as much as possible. But it wouldn't surprise me, just given the circumstances, that if Arkansas had a starter or two end up getting into the transfer portal, going to another school that probably contacted them early. I still think LSU did that last year. I have no evidence of it, but I still think it happened. Kind of like what Oklahoma did with uh, uh, Mike Woods, you know, a couple of years ago. I just, again, I I don't have any, I'm not trying to accuse anybody of any evidence thing, but it just certainly is fishy to me, but it's going to happen. But here's my thing with the transfer portal for Arkansas football is that it giveth and it taketh away. You're going to lose some players, but think about the guys that you got in this year. Think about Drew Sanders and how incredible he's been. Like, that's next level. That's that's amazing what he's been able to do. Huge get out of the portal. I think Dwight McLaughlin was a huge get out of the portal. Hopefully he stays. I know that he's got another year if he wants to, but hopefully he stays. He was a great get uh, pickup. Jordan Jordan Hazelwood, I still or Jaden Hazelwood, I still think uh, was an incredible get too. Um, I know that he, uh, you know, people didn't he wasn't getting a thousand yards or anything like that, but he was a, he's been a phenomenal wide receiver for Arkansas, and I I hope he stays. That'd be awesome if he stays. But the point is, is that. You're going to lose players, but you're going to get players. It's just a matter of managing that roster, getting the right guys in position, getting some depth there too. And I think that's just going to, to be the way that it happens. It's it's annoying. I get it sometimes, but it's just the, it's just the way it is. And um, we're just going to have to get used to it if we want to be able to cover and talk about college football because uh, that's that's just how it's always going to continue to go. But another thing, though, that is really disappointing and I, this is something that really I hate to see is dealing with bumper pool. So bumper pool, as we know, has been at Arkansas for a long time and has been a critical part of the success and, and building back Arkansas and, and rebuilding the program back to a place of respectability. And I saw this from yesterday and it's just really unfortunate where uh, he says that uh, Sam Pittman said he's not even sure if Bumper Pool will be able to play again this season. And the reason being is because for this year, he has played through a number of injuries. Uh, apparently, not only was his hip injury, which is something we knew a lot about, but also uh, a back injury that he's had to deal with and, and some other various injuries, too, where he's played through a lot of pain and, and had to toughen it up a lot, too. And so... Sam Pittman said that one of the things that he wanted to do is just, you know, make sure Arkansas gets bowl eligible and also obviously go through the senior walk and senior uh, night for against Ole Miss. So he was staying back for that too. But it looks like that uh, it could be a situation where he doesn't play again because of how much injury he has had this year. Now, first off, that is really unfortunate for him. And I hate that for him. And hopefully 
whatever the injuries end up being, it's something he can recover from and something that he can be better from. And if he can't play the rest of the year, then just going to have to have to deal with it. It's unfortunate again, but it's just something you'll have to do. But I'll say this. I like that just, again, gives me the utmost respect for someone like bumper pool. We've seen players around college sports that'll anytime they get just a little bit of an injury, they'll be out or, you know, they'll just maybe not be wanting to tough it out when they could, but not wanting to for whatever reason or for however they can do it. But the fact that bumper pool had so many injuries that were building up on him and yet he continued to come out, continued to play hard and continue to be such a pivotal part of this team is something that's extremely inspirational. I'm sure for a lot of people out there and something that he deserves a ton, a ton of credit and a ton of respect for. So shout out to you bumper pool, man. Cause again, I can't imagine many people being able to go through what you've gone through in football and still go out there and play sec football and still try to be extremely effective at it as well. But if this was your last game, appreciate uh, all you've done for sure. But either way, we'll have to see about the updates on uh, what will look like for uh, Bumper Pool and what it'll look like for this team upcoming against Missouri when it comes to injuries as well. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You'll get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from basketball to football to soccer to esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those as BetOnline as well. We're the fastest and easiest way of getting your betting fixed. So head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more over at BetOnline, where the game starts. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I've already gotten a great voice out of Larry and Camden. For those of you who didn't listen, that was pretty wild. Uh, but uh, we get we get a few voicemails. Some of them I can't play. Some of them I won't play. So I tried to try to weed out some of the bad ones and some of the good ones. But did have Jan in Kansas, and I, I hope I'm pronouncing it because sometimes the phone is a little tough to to understand. But uh, Jan in Kansas left us a voicemail. So let's take a listen. Hey, John, <clears throat> this is Jan LaRue, all the way from Kansas. I got relocated here. But I've been a lifelong Razorback fan, born and raised in Arkansas. Anyway, let me get to the point. I enjoy your show so much. I watch it every day. And we were talking about Kendall Bryles today. I'm not of an opinion one way or the other whether he should be retained or let go. However, I do want to point out that some of his plays are lacking imagination. Um, and he seems to come up with strange he does these trick plays, but how many of them have actually worked? If you look at the percentage, I think you'll see that he has a failing grade on that. I love, even as a female, I love the strategy of the game. That's why I love the game. Not the players, not the coaches, the strategy. And I could think he would be able to do better strategizing, especially for most of the season, our goal line within the red zone. Some of his play callings have been very unimaginative, I guess I would say. <clears throat> and as far as starting off the game, I have a lot of plays that I think would work well. I'll just give you one example because this is getting to be too long. He could put Rocket on the line as a receiver. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've been ill. And he could bring Trey Knox as a running back to the backfield. And then you have the run pass option, pass it out. Hopefully Rocket could um, get ahead of his blocker on the line and open up and be free. If not, he could use Knox as a running back. 
Anyway, keep up the good work, and I hope to hear from you tomorrow. All right. I appreciate you listening in, Janet, and thank you for uh, listening to the Walk on Radio Podcast.